Hey everybody, just a quick note. This is from the Muppet TV show album of 1977. There's one glaring and consistent error that I made throughout this, and it's very embarrassing. Uh, I keep referring to the puppeteer, uh, the Muppeteer, behind uh, Robin as Steve Whitmire, and that is patently false. Uh, for the most part, Jerry Nelson was his voice, and I don't know how I forgot that. So that's a fun little embarrassing thing that happens throughout this, but just wanted to correct it so that nobody emails me. If you're going to email me, email something, email something nice to me. Tell me how wonderful I did. Or you know what? Email my guest, Justin Michael, who's fantastic. And I had a really great time with him. So enjoy. I'm Jason Klom, and this is the Comedy on Vinyl podcast. Down just so we get, yep, mm hmm, yep, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah. There we go. Good water sound, yeah. Save this. What I like to do instead of room tone on this show is get water pouring, yeah. That's you know, and then that way, anytime anybody like messes up or there's like a long pause, you just, just fill it with the water, yeah, exactly. Very pleasant noise, you mm-hmm. can sleep to it, yeah. I really appreciate you helping with that, so oh, you know, you just anytime you really help the podcast move along. Should I leave now? Yeah, is yeah, that you know, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be fine. Leave the album if that's cool, Absolutely. and I will talk about it for an hour. Yeah, I mean, it is not my album. Uh, I right. borrowed it from right. someone. You can so have it back be... when I'm done. Okay. You can come back in an hour, actually, if you want to get a sandwich or something. Great. All right, good. And I'll, it's for you. The sandwich is for you, not for me. Preferably, yeah. Okay. I'm a vegetarian. Just keep that in mind. Okay. Um, you know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> The year is 1977. The album is, it's just called The Muppet Show. Yeah. The artist, The Muppets, uh, and my guest is Justin Michael of Tremendousor of Before You Were Funny. What else should uh, I, I list as your credits? Oh, man. Those two uh, things are good. I have another podcast called Batman the Animated Podcast. Awesome. That's a thing that mm-hmm. I do. Uh, and I'm halfway to losing my voice right now. Oh, so no. it should be interesting. That should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um... Normally it happens when people don't tell me they're allergic to my cats, but you're just, you're just on your way. No, I just was uh, screaming over music in some New York bars over the weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Just visiting? Visiting for uh, the Del Close Marathon. Oh, right. Duh. I keep forgetting that that happens. See, I'm, uh, I'm just on the fringe to the point where I don't go to any of the, the big things. I mean, it's a lot of money to spend on free improv shows. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, it's, it's fun. So, okay, now... Why, number one, why did you pick this album that does not belong to you? Well, uh, The Muppet Show is, I, I didn't really grow up on stand-up. I, uh-huh. I, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm a big stand-up person in general. I'm mm-hmm. not super familiar with it until, like, you know, kind of recently. Mm-hmm. At least, like, when I got into comedy professionally. But, so I grew up very limited. And also, in terms of vinyl, I didn't really have any. So, sure. Uh, this was one of the only vinyl comedy-ish mm-hmm. things that I ever heard regularly as a kid. Yeah. So I, w- I would go over to my uncle's house, and like once a week I would, have, I would sleep over at his place. He would drive me to school, mm-hmm. and uh, he was super into The Muppet Show. Awesome. And Star Wars and, you know, like really nerdy stuff. So like he introduced me to a lot of that. And uh, the Muppet Show album is one of the things I would fall asleep to every night. Of course. That's so... Good. Yeah, it felt like one of the only things I could bring to you for comedy on <laughs> I vinyl. You know what? You tried harder to stick to it than than some people do. I've I've given people a break in the past, but I've been sticking people to vinyl a lot harder now. And you picked up because of that that you picked something awesome. I'm glad. It's a really good album. I wasn't album. sure if it would be good. It holds up, man. Like it's it's really good. I mean, you know, obviously there's some stuff that's Maybe maybe not above my head, but at, le- at least the references are maybe a little sideways Absolutely. for me. Absolutely. Uh Starts with the Muppet Show theme, but that's easy. The Muppet yeah. Show theme is easy. But it's also a version of the Muppet Show theme made specifically for the, for the record. Right, right, right. Which yeah. is what I kind of love about this album is it's not... I feel like a lot of these like TV albums are pretty much just going to be a compilation, a best of the songs, yep. and maybe they're ripping some sketches from it, mm-hmm. but... This, they actually created original content for it and mm-hmm. treated it like an audio version of The yeah. Muppet Show, yeah. which is so cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just him, you know, like, it's The Muppet Show record or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was yeah, like, right. oh, this is made for me. <laughs> I'm not listening to, like, a half-assed version of something. Right, right. Uh, it's It starts out with, yeah, like, with the theme we've got. Are Statler and Waldorf in there yet? 
or do they, they definitely pop in, later? pop in. They have stuff in between that's not that's listed right. in that's the tracks. Oh, okay, but they okay, have like yeah. their little kind of vaudevillian complainy bits. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you? Okay, so did you? We can definitely do like go down track by track. But do you have a before we do that? Do you have a favorite bit on the whole album? Yes, absolutely. Okay. What is it? Uh, it is a monologue by Fozzie Bear. <laughs> it's one of the last tracks. Let's see. Okay, it's seven. On. Track seven for those of you looking at the record in front of you. Uh, I'm sure everybody's got it. Of course, yeah. Uh, it's. I think I realized in hindsight, like it's. I'm like, oh, this is what I love comedically. Uh, it's such a stupid dad bit. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I love about this album in general is that it's confidently stupid and silly. Yeah. That's what I love about the Muppet Show is that. They just go for the worst puns mm-hmm. and jokes, but also in a self-aware kind of meta way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially this kind of era, like early Muppet Show, like mm-hmm. the you know, I mean, all Jim Hensony kind of Muppet stuff. Uh, but the monologue by Fozzie Bear is just—it's just one long vaudevillian bit where he's trying to get Kermit to, you know, so like when I say here, you say like, "Good grief, the comedian's a bear," and like you know, they argue kind of straight man, crazy man. It's Love a very it. stagey bit, uh-huh. and like the punchline is just after Kermit's exasperated because Fozzie keeps chastising him and trying to control him. He's like, "No, he's a knot. He's a wearing a necktie." <laughs> Fucking stupid! I it's love it. It's so stupid. Yeah, uh, that's usually the biggest compliment for me, though. Like when I'm laughing at something like that, was when I first realized I love Conan. When I was younger, yeah. was like that. This is fucking stupid, and I said it out loud, and I'm like, oh, that means I like it. You know? That's yeah. If anybody ever said like, said, you know, if anybody ever says to me like, oh, that's such a stupid bit, mm-hmm. I'm like, great, my job is done. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I realized that Jacob, Jacob Reed, and I uh, mm-hmm. of Tremendosaur, um did a bit on stage for a while that mm-hmm. was basically ripping this off. <laughs> I didn't even realize it until I re-listened to this. I was like, oh man, it's just Jacob trying to do a sketch, mm-hmm. and then I interrupt him from the audience. I mm-hmm. mean, it's not like the same, like, leading him into it. Sure. But I keep trying to push a bit where I'm, <laughs> you know, like, I've got a question, uh, you know, like, why don't they play poker in Africa the entire time? And he's like, no, we're not doing this, like, the sketch is bad. And then, like, the punchline is me coming on stage and being like, too many cheetahs! And, like, it either... We did that at, like... This is the humiliating part. We did this at an MTV showcase at the Laugh Factory. Like, it was, like, a bunch of stand-ups, and they were like, also, this sketch duo, which is already miserable, because, like... Sketch never works in a stand-up venue. No, that's not a surprise you spring on people. Right, you, yeah. it's like you can't build a fourth wall after it's been broken repeatedly. <laughs> right. And the act after you is just going to have to make fun of whatever you do to yeah. like bring the audience back. Yeah, yeah. It actually did really well there, uh, I think because it's like interactive with the audience, but like okay. other times... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's a thing that uh, I, I didn't realize how much it influenced us, but both of us love the Muppets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good influence to have. Like, I mean, there it, it, it also goes like I. I'm a big fan of. I'm also. I'm just glad you picked this because this is. Is this the first time we've done the Muppets? I think it is. Uh, because I've been waiting to either do this or a soundtrack to one of the movies. Like the first one. First would one's be, amazing. Paul Williams. Yeah, and I still cry most of the time when I watch that movie. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of good cry moments. Oh yeah, Gonzo's. The, oh song, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god, song. damn it. Yep. And the end, just the end, oh, is yeah. this is like, oh, maybe I am here for a reason. I, you know, yeah. like every time I get There's chills. There's a literal rainbow coming yeah. out of the ceiling. Yeah, fucking A. So good. Uh, there, is there, hold on, because there's a bit, yeah, thank you. I keep trying to pull it up on my phone, but I want to, I'll just look at it on here. Does, I'm not on drugs that Robin makes an appearance in this, Robin right? Robin does. Robin, the sickliest Muppet of all. <laughs> He's basically like the, like the saddest yeah, tiny Kermit. Tim. Yeah, that's a great Robin. <laughs> thank you. He's the voice of Kermit now, though, which is the weird thing. Very strange. Yeah, and it, you know, and... Much as I was in, I mean, he's getting. He's doing I, I a guess fine I'm getting. Job. Yeah, right. It's just, it'll never be. I just had this conversation with Steve another buddy that was just like, "Am I being too judgmental over these Muppet voices, or is it just me? <laughs> like, am I just beholden to something that doesn't exist anymore? Like, right, right. this is Kermit to most of exactly America right. now. Yeah, 
But yeah. I'm, no, that's not Kermit. <laughs> I really do think it's especially because it was Jim Henson. Yeah. There was something very personal that he brought to it. Absolutely. You just can't replicate when it's like, no, that was his personality. Mm-hmm. Kermit the Frog is Jim Henson. Oh, yeah. It has to have been. I mean, it's because it's, it falls through even to like, I don't know if you like Muppets Take Manhattan, but I think I grew up watching that one the most, uh, oddly, even though I really love the first one. But, like, there's a couple really super emotional bits in that, too. He yells at New York City and says the frog is staying. And it's so cheesy, but I'm like, it, again, gives me every time. Gets me every time. The Muppets give me chills <laughs> like a lot of other things don't. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad, but it really, it like, resonates <coughs> on a very I think it's positive. powerful level. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, so we got the Muppet Show theme, and next we have a song that I've never heard. <laughs> Mississippi Mud. Mississippi Mud. Me there's, neither. There's a lot of shit on here that I'm just like, must have been on the show that... Totally. Well, I think they did covers so much. Yeah, uh, like that's that also was a true. big part of the. I feel like I grew up. I don't know about you, but I saw the Muppet movies before I saw the Muppet yes, Show. Yes. Yeah. And then I went back and watched the Muppet Show, and I think it was. I'm sure made much more sense if you were watching it week to week. Sure. And knew the celebrities well, or mm-hmm. knew like the old standards that they were kind of doing a twist on. Mm-hmm. But it was very much a variety show in a pure form that like <laughs> there wasn't. It was just like, cool, here's a rendition sure. of this song that you guys all know. Spontaneous, unrehearsed, right, Froggy? It's unrehearsed, yes. Okay, okay. Now, Frog of my heart, yes. you will just wait until I say the word here. When you hear me say the word here, you will rush up to me and say, Good grief, the comedians are bare. Good grief, the comedians are bare. Check. When you say the word here. Right. Gotcha. Okay, now then. Hiya, hiya, hiya. You're a wonderful-looking audience. It's a pleasure to be here. Good grief, the comedians are bare. Not yet. But you just said here. That was the wrong here. Which is the right here? The other here. Sure. Ah, Go, go, go. Okay. Hey, hey, folks. This is a story you're going to love to hear. Good grief, the comedians are bare. Will you stop that? But you said here. Not that here. No wish here. Another here. How am I going to know? You'll know when you hear. Good grief, the comedians are bare. All right, all right. Listen, yes. you will know when I point to you. I'm never going to work with another beer. All right, don't grumble. I'm never going to work with an animal. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it was already unhip to do a retro re- uh, variety show, because in the 60s they'd been trying to, like, relive vaudeville. So to do it five, six, seven, eight years later, it is kind of a weird retread to do, but they're doing it with puppets, so I guess that's why it's different, and yeah. it must have been why it appealed. Uh, it also, my assumption, too, not having been alive then, uh, is that it appealed more to the stoner crowd than you maybe think, because Jim Henson was, like, I mean, he was a stoner. Yeah. Uh, so it must have been, there must have been some more uh, subversive shit there, maybe, than I remember. Yeah, probably. I mean, like, I, I grew up on it as a kid, mm-hmm. long before we'd entered my life. Right, uh, right. But I, I feel like, I mean, yeah, he was, he, like, I just was reading his biography. I'm not done with it. Mm-hmm. But I just found out, like, he was, th- he threw huge parties. He, he uh-huh. was, like, a very showy guy. Okay. Like, he drove, uh, like, an expensive car. That's weird. That me. was Kermit Green, <laughs> and the headlights had little Kermit eyes on oh, them. Holy shit. And I guess it got stolen within a week. Of course it did. Oh, my God. <laughs> But he, like, had these lavish invitations. Yeah. Maybe it was in, actually, like, Carol Spinney's autobiography. But he was oh, okay. just like, oh, I guess I always imagined him as this very humble... I mean, he Absolutely. feels like a humble dude. He certainly does. But, but the fact that he was, like, kind of opulent and was like, look, right. I have this. I want to throw these huge cast parties. Uh-huh. And, like, he, you know. That's interesting to be that way and genuinely be a guy who didn't forget what it was like to be a dude busting his ass and still loving yes. it. You know? Like to be he earned it for sure. There's no doubt watching the Muppet movie that like I'm I'm like oh fuck that is one of the dumb reasons subconsciously that I'm out here at all, you know? Yeah. One of the reasons where I felt like no, there's probably a reason. Like I said, like why I fooled myself several times into thinking this is a good idea. Well, it's and I, mean, I don't regret it, but it's really crazy that a puppet did that to me. Where are you from? <laughs> New York, upstate New York. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up in L.A., so I okay, like, so all right. weirdly have it easy in that zone. Sure. I, like, didn't have to move. Right. Uh, and I feel like most of my friends, you know, they all moved out. Like, you moved mm-hmm. to L.A. with a purpose, mm-hmm. you know, uh, most of the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but for me, it's like, oh, this is just where I grew up. Sure. <laughs> uh, but I really, like, I was, like, bred on the Muppet movie, mm-hmm. you know, like, and it is very idealistic, but it's, 
I don't know. I feel like I'm not a religious person. Uh, not a religious person, but mm-hmm. I think like the closest thing I have to religion is like Jim Henson's ideology. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, uh, I'm absolutely the same way. Which is, and I guess I have to give some of the credit again to Paul Williams because sure. yeah, it, we, a lot of that wouldn't be the same without well, I him. I realized Paul Williams was the guy who wrote all of those songs. It was like everything came together. Every nerdy thing that I mm-hmm. love, it was like, you were the penguin on Batman the Animated Series. Oh, wait, Fan- I did not know that. That's Paul Williams. Holy fuck. He wrote that all the, you know, did all these songs. It's perfect he, though, huh? You know, Phantom of the Paradise and mm-hmm. then like the fact that Daft Punk was inspired by his stuff, like the reason they wear the helmets is because of Phantom, Phantom of the, the Paradise. Paradise. Really? It's nuts. Jesus Christ. And then, so then that's why Paul Williams sings. He does a track on Daft Punk's latest album. Oh, I heard that. I didn't hear the track, but I heard about that. That's he basically is singing it as a character from Phantom of the Paradise. It's, it's fucking kind of awesome. like a weird, self-reflexive, like Russian doll of. That's so reference. good. Did you? Okay, I'm sorry. We're gonna get sidetracked for a second. Did you see? I could not finish it. Did you see the documentary about him? Yes. Did you watch it all the way? I through? I did watch it all. the Was way it through. worth watching all the way through? I think so. Okay. Is it about the director for the rest of the movie? It is a lot about the director. (laughs) Because I understand that temptation, because I've made a documentary, but, like, I avoided it immediately, because you want to... It was hard to to watch the director just pester Paul Williams for a while. Yeah, Um, yeah. But in the end, it does kind of have, like, like it it weirdly is about their friendship in the end. Okay, good. Okay, good. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like, I'd say it's like in the upper echelon of like documentaries I enjoy, but maybe mm-hmm. aren't like amazing films. Sure. I'm like, oh, I'm just interested in this subject. Right, 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 right. That's so, uh, that's, man, there's more that I, I, I need to know a lot more about Paul Williams than I guess, because, wow. Uh, I want, I want to move on to the next song. Yeah, I really sidetracked us. No, 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 no. I think I did. Uh, the next song is Menomina. Wait, we're not talking about Mississippi Mud, our favorite I'm song? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. Mississippi Mud is no, really, 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 really good. That's all uh, I Menomina. There we go. Menomina. Um, so, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but uh, is it... Okay, now let me just see. This, it's always said that, this, that that song actually originated in a porn. Oh, in a porn. In a I know porn. it was a French song, like My Known. Yeah, let's see. So, debuted as part of, for an Italian Mondo film, something, something, something. An expo- Oh, an exploitation documentary film about wild sexual activity. So, that's, that's, calling that a porno is a little... That's... I've listened to the original one. It's okay. Really, it's like kind of like, a, I didn't realize it was Italian. I thought it was French for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it's like something about, like, I stand there, I don't do anything, I smoke cigarettes all day. Oh, it's right. like what the lyrics are. Uh-huh. And then, like... So I just imagine, like, a dangly kind of, like, cartoon cigarette just, like, sticking to somebody's, like, lower lip. It's like, my no, my no. It is, like, a much cooler, like, you can imagine, like, an old-timey club atmosphere. For sure. With, like, an actual blue haze in the air. Uh-huh. While that version's playing. <laughs> that, and they goofballed it up. They really did. Uh, it's, it's one of those that you can't not see, if you've seen the video, obviously. Right. Uh... It's so weird to put it on an album, though, especially if you hadn't heard it before, because it's a weird. There's no, there's not a lyric. It's just as far as we know, insane. Yeah, (laughs) it's fun to listen to, though. Oh yeah, it's such a fun song. I mean, it it was that was my favorite part of the the Muppets movie. Oh yeah, (laughs) right, the the new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remake, I guess the reboot, whatever Mm -hmm. it's going to be called. But the fact that it was part of that, I was like, oh, (laughs) there were little kids. I think it was over the credits or like at the end. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen it since it came out. But uh, the kid, there were kids in the theater singing it, and I was like, oh, good. It lives on. All uh, right. It stands the test of time. Uh, do you, oh, shit, sorry about that. Um, so did that movie hold up for you? Do you enjoy it? Uh, which one? The new one. The new, oh, I didn't see The Muppets Most Wanted one. I'm sorry. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. The, I, I thought it was, I'm pretty snobby about The Muppets. I thought it sure. was okay. Yeah. I thought it was the... It was, like, the best Muppet fan film. <laughs> sure. Like, it really, like, there was truly a lot of love Absolutely. for the Muppets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think we need a new, like, intro Muppet. I forget what his name was. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I, I also wanted original songs that were more... Right. I think we had, there were some, but a lot of them were given to the humans. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jason Siegel, I think, like, Muppet or Man, or mm-hmm. whatever one that they... They sang at some award show. Right. I think that you know, like all the all those songs were cool, but 
I kind of wanted like there was a scene where like they're cleaning up the theater, right? And so like I think they just play some other song, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is perfect for the Electric it, Mayhem. Absolutely. Why aren't they you know doing a Can You Picture That kind of exactly? Style song? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, the original ending of the movie I heard was so much more resonant than what they actually had in there. Like they they don't have quite enough money, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to save the theater. That's the plot of the film, mm-hmm. and. The original ending was Statler and Waldorf give like uh, the final like money that was. Oh, that would have been fucking cute, right? Like, like it would have been a, perfect. What a great like you know years in the making kind of because they're yeah. they're bad guys but they're sure. not bad guys. No, if anything, I mean, if it wasn't for the Muppets, I mean, what would they have to do with their lives? Exactly. I think they're friends with Fozzie's mom <laughs> in, the, in the continuity of the Muppet world. That's uh, that's right. They are from the uh, the Thanksgiving special. Yep, but. They, uh, I, I always view, like, Statler and Waldorf kind of as, like, you know, that inner monologue of any, like, comedian artist, that, like, sure. judgy place, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> right. There's even, actually, I like that on this, too, is that there's one, or, or the bits are, like, it's horrible, it's a bad, but, like, they're actually, a couple times they actually uh, are going opposite each other. Yes. Which I don't recall them doing on the show, I'm sure they must have, but, like... They're like, it's great. It's uh, you know, I loved it. It was okay. Meh. Like, right. You know, they, none of them. They never said meh. <laughs> but, oh, but you know, in that new ABC Muppet show that's uh-huh. coming out. Uh, oh boy. Are you are you afraid? Are you afraid of that? Uh, I'm bit? simultaneously afraid and also excited that they're still kind of relevant. Sure. But I don't know. Also, it just feels a little dated to pull an office style show. Right. Like after that's kind of been done so mm-hmm. many times. It's like, yeah, maybe a decade ago this would have been a cool idea. Right. But who am I to talk? <laughs> I'm not employed by the, you know a TV show. Sure. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, you know what? Actually, that th- this is going to be a good. Uh, the, Maybe one of the only original voices that remains with the Muppets, and I'm hoping he's in the show, is David Gels. Yes. Who? Gonzo. How old is this motherfucker? I've never looked at. I call you motherfucker, sir. I'm a huge fan of you. Right. I just said motherfucker casually. I'm a big fan of yours. It's a cash. I don't M- know how F. old he is, but Me neither. Uh, he's been doing it from the beginning. Yeah, he's the only one that's uh, you know not puppeteering a Muppet. That that is Gonzo. Is him? <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. just a tiny weird man with a nose. It's <laughs> so long. It doesn't age, though. You know, no. lucky him. Thank God. Um, the next track is The Great Gonzo Eats a Rubber Tire to the Flight of the Bumblebee. I love this. This <laughs> is such a great. meta, stupid bit, because it's, it's a purely visual joke <laughs> that you're just forced to listen to. Uh-huh. Him chomping as they... Like, I love that they put this on a record. <laughs> like, yeah. that's what I love about this album, mm-hmm. is that they're going out of their way to make new jokes for this format. And now, ladies and gentlemen, one of the most original and unusual acts you'll ever see, particularly on a record album, here he is, the great Gonzo! Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I will eat a rubber tire to the music of the flight of the bumblebee. Uh, Music maestro. I, I do like jokes that are point, pointing out that they're wasting your time, and that's yes. one of my favorite bits. Absolutely. That's mm-hmm. all of Veterinarian's Hospital, which is later. Oh, yes, right. Mm-hmm. It's just like bad <laughs> jokes in which, like, in the middle of it, they're like, Doctor, please stop with these bad jokes. <laughs> and somebody even mutters, like, why am I even in this sketch? <laughs> it's so good. It'll be great. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this, this Gonzo bit is, I mean, all these types of Gonzo bits are great. They did one in... There's a the Muppet Vision 3D ride that yeah. like Disneyland it's been a while since Disney I've seen World. That. Uh-huh. They have a whole pre-show that's like a half an hour, mm-hmm. but they have like three TVs <clears throat> mm-hmm. and they use the TVs as like kind of one continuous screen. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. And so there's a bit where Gonzo uh, I I think it's like some Django Reinhardt or like kind of old standardy thing. Maybe it's like T for 2. Uh, he's like just dancing to that with a flower pot balanced on his head. Uh-huh. 
and it's like da 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 but they're doing it in unison so it looks like all three gonzos are basically just dancing but uh-huh. then one of them gets out of step and then you realize like the bit is that like one of them is falling behind and they start chastising each other and it makes no sense that's so there good. aren't actually three gonzos but like yeah. for the purpose of this joke <laughs> They're willing to just, like, destroy any sense of reality. <laughs> and they made oh, it specifically shit. for that venue. Like, you right. can't really watch that, even if it was released on, like, a DVD or Blu-ray or right. digital extra. That's fucking fantastic. I'd forgotten that. My God, it's been forever since I've seen that show. Well, now yeah. it's a Frozen sing-along, mm-hmm. which is very sad. Oh, that's, that's Jim so Henson's good. last thing that he did before he died. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Man, can I tell you, that might be... What year did Dr. Seuss die? Uh, it was, they were, died around the same time. But I remember being, like, that was the first time I was heartbroken that a celebrity yeah. was dead. You know, I was like, what? Fuck! No, this can't happen. No! Like, it was him, and then it was Phil Hartman, like, eight years, nine oh, years later. Yeah. Where I was like, I wanted to work with this guy. Like, I wanted to meet, I never, are you fucking kidding? When I went to, uh, sorry, this, this is not about me. But when I went to Disney World, yeah. speaking of the, the 3D show, because that's where I saw it. Um, like, the one thing I did, I was 16, by the way. Totally got lost from my parents. They had no idea where I went. I mean, it's huge. It's swamp land, essentially. It's a little big, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I sought out specifically Kermit and Jim Henson's handprints in the thing. Later, obviously, regretted it slightly because I had no idea where my parents were. And I was a very scared <laughs> 16-year-old boy. Like, I was more of a 9-year-old. But, uh, yeah, like, one of my favorite things of all time was just uh, looking looking at the stupid fake handprints yeah. of Kermit. You know what I mean? And they so have a good. whole... It's huge there. That whole section mm-hmm. is like... I mean, this is more like nerdy offshoot kind mm-hmm. of trivia, but it's okay. I read. I mean, I'm a big theme park nerd, and the, it was like they were just getting that area built as Jim Henson died. Yeah, but they right. planned uh, a whole dark ride based on the Muppet Show, Ugh. and it was basically going to be like. Like, what the Muppet Show does best, like, mm. a parody of a dark ride, essentially. Like, so it starts out as, like, a tour. Like, they're trying to do, pull off a dark ride, and then it's all falling apart God as you're it. going through it. Whoa. Which is so cool. That'd be amazing. Right? Like, it's just, like, the ride is falling apart at the seams like the show does every single That's time. So and Kermit's good. trying to keep it together. And <sighs> it's, like, all animatronic Muppets and stuff. And I think that it fell apart, you know, when he died. They were like, oh, let's put this on hold. Yeah. Cool, we'll just have the 3D thing. God damn it. Which is really sad. How do you like, think they keep that charm alive, by the way? Like, they keep with us... the Muppets? Yeah, keep us rooting for these characters, like you say, that are constantly failing, aren't necessarily good at what they do. Mm-mm. I know that they're puppets, so maybe it's dumb to take them this seriously and analyze them this much, but it is, like, a weird thing to keep rooting for these I think they have guys. heart, and they, yeah. they, they genuinely care about what they do, and I think... Yeah, I think it really is just like we identify with them following a dream. For sure. Unabashedly. For sure. Um, Yeah, there isn't a mean bone in the Muppet body. Right. I mean, they don't have any bones. They're puppets. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, you know what I mean? Like, the jokes, the humor isn't coming from a place of meanness, which I really love. And, like, I take that to heart, at least with my comedy. Like, obviously, it's very it's very easy to make a mean joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not to say I don't like some mean stuff. Like, of course. <laughs> shitting on things is some of my, <laughs> you know, some of my favorite comedy can end up being that. Uh, but especially if you're smart about it. Yeah. And I feel like, but with the Muppets, like, they, you know, even their characters that are mean, like Statler and Waldorf, or, like, mm-hmm. the villains, they're kind of bumbly, or... Yeah. You know, they're they're grumpy, or at the end of the day, like, there is something positive about them. I sure. don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, the one... Man, I got genuinely scared of Doc Hopper watching watching the first one. Doc Hopper, good God, I love horrible. him. He is, but he's such a God, charming because it's it's Charles Durning. How about Doc Hopper doing that fake commercial, the frog legs <laughs> one in the beginning? Frog legs, frog legs. Like what is it? Like something and delicious. Like he, it's like one of the funniest. It's like such a great fake commercial because he just gets off meter and it's like mm-hmm. you can buy one if. You want? <laughs> it's so good. It's like an original, like Tim and Eric kind of thing. It kind of is. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, my God, now I'm gonna watch that movie again. Um, let's move on to the next track. We're yes. only five tracks in. Mr. Baseman, 
Straight song, pretty much? Yeah, this is just a Scooter cover. I think I've learned to appreciate Scooter the older I've gotten. Mm-hmm. Like, same way I, have a, I appreciate Marge Simpson more. Yeah. Like, the lame characters. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, you're so, you're, this is such a funny take on this character. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. Love, like, Marge is so funny to me now. Yeah. Uh, but when I was a kid, I was like, that's the mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yep. Like, Homer's funny, and it's like, no, you're just a destructive, awful person. <laughs> I mean, I still think Homer's funny, but, like, Marge's lame mm-hmm. joke's like, I'm hip. <laughs> like, I'm a cool dude. <laughs> like, and then, like, Bart and Lisa rolling their eyes. But I feel like Scooter is similarly that kind of a guy. Like, he's, like, yeah. the, you know, smiley, like, doesn't get it mm-hmm. kind of straight man just trying to, like, keep it together. Uh-huh. Uh, I lo- he feels like he could be a vice principal, and that's my favorite kind of character <laughs> to play. That's perfect. Uh, yeah, and, but the, other than that, yeah, it is kind of a, a straight song. The next one is a song, too, but it's... It's odd because it is the first of two A.A. Uh, a. Milne yeah, it is. songs. I feel like they just had a soft spot for A.A. A. Milne. I think that must be the case. Which is like such a childhood nostalgia oh, absolutely. world to live in. Yeah. Yeah, this is just like a, a sweet Ralph song. I feel yeah. like he gets away with a lot of that kind of stuff. He's like, That's true. There's this truthful voice like in the Muppet movie. He mm-hmm. sings, you know, I hope that something better comes along. And there's just like a... Oh, so good. Yeah, he's like kind of like a a friendly loner, mm-hmm. uh, but like there is that kind of like sadness of being a musician. I don't know. I feel right. like there is a sadness to being. There, a, oh, there, yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh, I should we should say the name of it is Coddleston Pie, and this is apparently a song that Winnie the Pooh would sing to himself, and it's so. As a kid, I thought this was very boring. Of course, yeah, of course, that makes absolute sense. Yeah, why, would, I was, why wouldn't I don't you? Don't want this. <laughs> Come on. More dumb bits about, you know, oh, and in between, I think, Miss Piggy, they have a runner uh-huh. throughout the entire record where Miss Piggy keeps trying to get in there and <laughs> Kermit's, right. like, stopping her and she beats him up every time. <laughs> you hear her kicking and... Yeah! <laughs> we, were thinking, we were just actually talking about this as I was listening to it yesterday, is I can't, because there's not a lot of footage of these guys actually doing the voices, you know, every once in a while you'd see them below yeah. or whatever, I can't picture... Much as Frank Oz sounds like Fozzie Bear, I can't picture him doing Miss Piggy still. No, it is weird. It's a really strange thing. Yeah, because they have behind-the-scenes features of them with the Muppets, but you don't see them. I think they really did try to make sure that that magic wasn't destroyed, at least for a while. Now that, you know, Henson Studios is, like, showing, like, Muppets hanging on things. (laughs) Right, right. People puppeteering them on late shows. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a weird thing. I've always liked... Frank Oz also is like as a side actor in like I know he's in Trading Places. Uh-huh. I feel like is he in Blues Brothers? He is a cop in Blues Brothers uh-huh. also, uh, but a very distinct voice. So you don't you don't think that a guy with that voice is going to go do Miss Piggy? Is he talk like he? It's his natural voice is so fucking yeah. It's weird, weird to hear him, and it's like <clears throat> oh oh oh, you don't sound you sound everything like these characters. Right? It's like it's like this wasn't a stretch. <clears throat> you were made for this. <laughs> He's amazing. Uh, he's probably the grumpiest about new Muppet stuff, though. Sure. Uh, sure. I mean, if if you were there alongside, I mean, if you half created it all, you know, I guess you would feel understandably. That way, yeah. Right. I don't disagree with him. No. Right. Um, not to say that like Jason Siegel's iteration is horrible sure, by any sure. means. It's just like hard to capture magic when it's you know become a corporate machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely right. Especially when it's like a, a, you know, when it's been Disney-fied uh, yeah. a bit. Um, okay, so the next one we've got, track seven, side A, in case you guys are keeping track. Uh-huh. Again, we have bingo cards that we give out, hopefully. <laughs> uh, the amazing Marvin Suggs and his Muppaphone play oh, Lady of this Spain. Bit. This is a visual bit. Uh, yeah. I think this was a sketch from okay. the show. Okay, all right. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. How exactly you would understand this if you'd mm-hmm. only heard it on the record? It sort of makes sense, but it's basically like a xylophone, but each key is a little fuzzball. Okay, sure. All right, and perfect. It's just a guy dressed in a flamenco outfit. Mm-hmm. It's another Frank Oz character, and he's just hitting them on the head, <laughs> and like they're musically singing owls. <laughs> it's fucking perfect. It's great. Ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Marvin Suggs and his Muppaphone. Ole, 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 ole. Yes, thank you. Hey, I'm the beloved Marvin Suggs. And now, presenting the performing members of the Muppaphone. Move it, move it, move it. Attention. Tuning up. Ow, 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 ow. 
Oh, yeah. These Potentially a very mean bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's beating the shit out of a mm-hmm. bunch of little cute creatures. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, he's just, he doesn't realize it. <laughs> right. This is also like, it makes me think, because that's similar to a Monty Python bit with the mice, even though they don't really go through yes. with it in the mice. But like, it kind of makes me think maybe this is a more approachable because this is not long after Monty Python hit American TV wave. Things, yeah, wave things. Wave is, things. That, is that how you say it? Wave right. thingies. Um, but uh, <clears throat> so it feels like it's maybe a little more approachable for, especially for younger, because it is a totally, obviously family friendly thing. But like, it's got very much, it's very Monty Python, which is another why reason why this album is so good is it's produced like a lot of the Python things yeah. were after they started doing clip out in between clip albums because Monty Python did a lot of clip stuff. Oh yeah, but like we just did the Holy Grail soundtrack a couple weeks ago. And that's a, at least 50% of that's new stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, it's so good. That's it's awesome. fantastic. Like, there's an entire interview with a, another filmmaker who's unrelated to it, played by Graham Chapman, who eventually the interviewer's trying to get out of him whether or not he's actually a pedophile. And then after he gets out of him that he might have been a pedophile, he's asking him for numbers uh, and contacts. <laughs> it's just like, it's fucked up. On uh, the Holy Grail yeah, album? on the Holy Grail album. That's yeah. crazy. It's it's fantastic and definitely worth listening to. Well, I wonder if, because The Muppet Show is being filmed in the UK. Uh-huh. Uh, and I wonder if the record was produced there. Oh, that's a good there. point. I always and forget like, that. And if there was like something in the zeitgeist, you know, like from that Monty Python kind of sure. style of humor. That, sure. Like, because Henson, I mean, he's not from there, but he... Right. Let's see. Nope. New York. New York, really? Looks like it was made in New York. Can I see the back of it? Because something does Maybe not just printed track as far as... It's a rubber tire. Okay, okay, okay. But da, 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 Lydia. Okay, so let me they see. They don't list any of the bits in between, though, on the back of the record. No. Uh, you know what they're listening, listing on here that <clears throat> confused me was another song that I saw later on another, or earlier on another website was actually released on an international version of this oh. so, called Pakalafaka. Pakalafaka. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the name of it. Yeah, I, I really want to know what the fuck it is. Pakalafaka. I uh, just want to say it. Yeah, I know. Um, the next one is one of my favorite songs of all time as far as comedy songs, and I had no idea that Kermit ever covered it, but it's Lydia the Tattooed Lady. It's amazing. It's so good. Is it Kermit? I think so, or am I incorrect? Ralph. No, it says as sung by Kermit. Okay. You know what? There's another version of this where Ralph sings it. Holy shit. Because I okay. used to listen, my uncle had a Ralph the Dog album also. Like there's a, I thought you were going to say he had a Ralph the Dog room he in his house. He had a Ralph the Dog room. It was decked out <laughs> in just Ralph fur. It's really fucked up. There were just eyes everywhere, Muppet Ralph eyes, hanging ears. Mm. Terrifying. Kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> He's just, it's like a weird Sigourney Weaver, whatever, like Alien 3. Is that the one where it's like the kill me? I think so. I don't know. That's like a sci-fi trope. It is, but it's still. <laughs> yeah, it was a Muppet <laughs> screaming kill me is so scary. That's what happens really when you upsetting. go at the creature workshop. It's like they all just grab onto you and <laughs> beg you to kill them. Oh, Christ. Ugh. This is a movie. Oh, there, Jason Siegel. if you're making the next one, that's the movie that happens That's next. it. It's a horror movie. And I, I really like this idea. Uh, but yeah, if you guys haven't ever heard the song Lydia the Tattooed Lady, I mean, made famous by Mark Groucho Marx. Brilliant song. Slightly, like, not cleaned up, but there's slightly different version, uh, slightly different lyrics in this than the original one. Yeah. Um, and it was repurposed for a lot of comedy stuff, right? Like, sure. I think Jerry Lewis sang it in Probably. a movie. Probably, he must have, That's yeah. how my great-grandma knew about it. Really? Okay. That. We connected over that. She was like, oh, okay, okay. like that Jerry Lewis movie. And I was like, okay. <laughs> sure. He sure. sang it in a train. <laughs> she didn't sound anything like that. That's just my impression of a, ge- a generic Jewish grandma. Okay. But no, she was just a... She was from Canada, so I don't even know why. <laughs> and that sounded like a hacky joke. Yeah, I have a great-grandma. She lives in Canada. <laughs> oh, you don't know her. No, uh, I mean, I do. I do. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and then the next one, I'm, I only got to listen to this thing once. It says it's halfway down the stairs. I don't remember what this track is. This is the Robin track. Oh, there we go. This right. is, it's basically, it sounds like every song Robin sings sounds like it's with his last dying breath. <laughs> like so true. He's, he even looks sickly, like he's he just like scrunched up. He's scrunched up. up, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the saddest. I don't know, I mean, this was another one where I was like, I don't want to listen to this. Yeah. Why does Robin exist? Right. He's there to make you cry, I Ab- guess. Absolutely he is. But Kermit always makes me cry more. Right. Of course. Again, because of his heart. Yeah. We've established Whereas Robin has no heart, that's has, why he's always <laughs> dying. Exactly right. He legitimately has no heart. People don't know that. He's on, a, there's a machine below yeah. that's keeping him going. Thank uh, you, kill me. Kill me, Uncle Kermit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man, you're killing it with these voices. <laughs> I'm good at really good, like, one-word impressions. That's that are really... Uh, um, and the next one. Let's skip to side, side B if you want. Yeah, sure. Let's go over to side B. Yeah, they really, they really closed out with that sad Robin song. <laughs> and the next song is Tenderly. Yeah, so this is our first, what, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem song? So good. So I don't know the original song, but I imagine the joke here mm-hmm. is that it's a very slow, sweet song, mm-hmm. and that their version of it is like a badass rock Oh, that's right, version. yeah. Let me look at, well, it's got a link. It's a popular song published in 1946. Right, so they're taking so, a 40s song. and Originally by Sarah Vaughan. Uh, yeah, so it was Crooners that did it. All right, right. Rosemary Clooney, that's fucking perfect. And I, I would imagine it's something maybe in 77 you might have known. Right, exactly. must have grown up with. And I feel like these are the songs that at least were enjoyable as a kid to listen to. Like some mm-hmm. of like the Robin thing, I was, I, whatever, Coddleston Pie, I was like, please, I'm done. <laughs> but like that's why I couldn't quite fully love The Muppet Show. I was like, mm-hmm. I loved whenever they did bits or like sure. when there was a take on it. Like I feel like really good Simpsons bits and Muppet bits, they're all very, there's a lot of like self-reflexive stuff, a lot of meta stuff, or even pop culture but it never feels like it's at the expense of the characters. Yeah. Like, you could, if you can laugh at the joke outside of knowing what it is, then mm-hmm. you've succeeded. And I feel like a lot sure. of the recent Muppet stuff and a lot of, like, pop culture comedy stuff is, like, just making the reference and not the joke. Yeah. And yeah. this feels like, I was like, I don't know what this song is, but I think it's funny that they're taking something that I know is not supposed to be sung this way and just right. going crazy. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I guess, yeah, there, and there's a lot of that in, in terms of, like, the way they play it, like with Lady of Spain, but in this particularly, it's just a new take because it's a badass rock band playing. Yeah. Um, next one is I'm in Love with a Big Blue Frog. Who, what character is it that sings sex? It sounds like a Sesame Street character. Yeah, it just but. sounds, it kind of sounds like, what's her name, Prairie Dawn? Yeah. Like that kind that's of exactly a Muppet. Like, like, yeah. Um... Prairie Dawn is like the female human Robin that has a little bit more heart. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Human being a relative term for a <laughs> right. Muppet that looks like a human uh-huh. and anything Muppet. Mm-hmm. But she, she would sing songs that were like sweet and I would like. Sure. <laughs> they also gave her some good bits. Like mm-hmm. it was like, look at this cute little character and then she would say something, whatever was Muppet offensive. Like, right, not right, really right. offensive. <laughs> right, right, right. Something dark. So I'm assuming uh, if if we've seen it, it's called "I'm in Love with a Big Blue yeah. Frog." My, I, I, I'm assuming it's a, it's because whenever it's a a frog character, they've at least got a variant of Kermit's voice, so it must be an actual like right. a human character. Yeah, I don't know what this one. There's a I lot missing from this guy. I'm so sorry. It, I just listened to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's really worth listening to. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, then I won't put a clip in. I'll probably forget and put it, make that the first clip in the whole thing when I do it. Um, all right, so we got him. And then next is Tit Willow. Of course, Tit Willow. Tit Willow. Uh, this, has, oh, this is just a Sam Eagle and Ralph bit. <laughs> this is like a very vaudevillian sort of bit, too. I love Sam Eagle. I yes. love characters like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that he's like upholding like you know <laughs> the cultural standards of America. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the fact that like he has to do something mildly silly is really funny. Like him sighing through a song, like you can just see him holding his head and just shaking it. Even the way the puppet is designed is like very angular. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so he's so different than the rest of them, but just engaging in a song. Like in that Muppet Vision show, it's one of my favorite parts that he's like kind of an antagonist. Not really, mm-hmm. but he's just like. What is he like? Are we ready for like the great finale, Kermit? And it's like, uh, sure. Like, what is it? He's just like, it is a two and a half hour number. Like a salute to America, uh, all <laughs> nations, right. but mostly America. That's he's right. like, you got two minutes, and he's like, <laughs> rushes off. <laughs> and he's uh, yeah, and that's another like, he is this false authority figure. That's like, it's just great that he's he's just an eagle. 
Like yeah. he's just I, I, he's very much like the guy who would. Now my phone's dead, so I'm gonna look at my tablet for this. But uh, like the guy who would walk in on a Python sketch and say, "This is getting silly. Let's not yes. do this anymore." Um, the Margaret Dumont character, yeah. kind of, and although supposedly she didn't know, I can't believe it. But some How? people are like, she didn't know that she was in a comedy. I'm like, she's not an idiot. No, <laughs> no. that's like a legend that people want to say. Of course, I mean, she's smiling uh, despite herself through yes. a lot of those sketches, those those bits. Come on, come on. Unless she, they cast a mentally disabled right. woman, which that doesn't so, seem right. Very amazing performance. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Um, but inappropriate. Sorry, you were saying uh, something about something stupid. It's okay. It doesn't he's matter. a buffoon, though. Like, uh-huh. right? He, he's like this American buffoon, which is really fun. Do you mind if I ask you a question? Well, sure. When? Uh, uh, when what? Uh, when do I sing? Well, you'll sing when the time is ripe. Oh yeah. Well, ripe this. So what do I do here? Oh, Sam, you just play the part of the bird. Mm. I mean, it's not written for an eagle, but... Uh, mm. Well, is this cultural? Oh, yeah, this is light opera. Mm. Gilbert and Sullivan. Mm. Begin. <clears throat> On a tree by the river, a little tom tit sang... Uh, this is your part, Sam. Mm. Willow, tit willow, tit willow. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, Dicky Bird, see, that's you, Sam, you, you play the part of the Dicky Bird. Uh, why do you sit singing? Dicky Bird. Willow, tit willow, tit willow. Oh, it's a Gilbert and Sullivan song. That I did not know. Titwillow is a Gilbert and Sullivan song. Of course. So that, that makes sense. Again, this, this is kind of running the friggin' gamut, man. Uh, right. From a couple originals or, like, recent covers, anyway, to, like, some very old-school shit. Um, the next is one of, not the only, but one of the, f- like, few just full sketch sketches on yeah, here. Yeah, Veterinarian's Hospital, a staple of the Muppet Show. Fucking great. Just an excuse for bad jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, really bad. I also love the way it's intro mm-hmm. <laughs> The continuing story, like, the way story <laughs> is pronounced makes me laugh. Uh-huh. Like, I love stupid pronunciations of things. Sure. Um, maybe that's just like because I like words <laughs> in general, but uh, yeah, it's just Ralph making bad jokes. Yeah, uh, and people, I, yeah, this is like more of that self-reflexive stuff where they complain about being in the sketch. Yeah, uh, <coughs> what kind of? I'm trying to remember what stuff they talk about. We'll throw to a clip right now, will we? It's like I, I, he's like the down. patient sinking. Like I wonder what he's sinking about or something that's like that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh. Dr. Bob. Also, Piggy sounded kind of weird in this one. This yeah. is like early Miss Piggy. Oh, like, yeah, oh, right. She's not a main character, so mm-hmm. I wonder if it was like swiped from The Muppet Show. Like, oh, this maybe. Was just an audio version. Mm-hmm. Is there any... There's no audio... Or, or, bleh, there's no laugh track in it, right? No. Right. Which is another reason why it's actually served very well. If it is pulled, then it's pulled before they had any laugh track in it. And it does... It's good sounding. Um... My brain just stopped. Goodbye. Um, thank you so much. I had a point to make, but I would, it couldn't have been that important. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's what I was just going to point out. Is um, Real quick, let's sidetrack to yeah. before you were funny. Sure. If only because I'm going to talk about myself here. I'm wondering if I stole some of this for some of my early sketches because we had a, a running sketch on all... I have 50 videotapes in there. Oh, all man. Our early sketches. And... Starting on tape number six, we did these sketches that were took place in an emergency room. And now I'm thinking about it. It's it's this shit right? about puppets. I just realized that. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's honestly like a Muppets did it mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Even, you know, it's weird how we all wear our influences on our sleeves sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize it until years later. Yeah. But that and, I mean, for me it was this and The Simpsons were like, my ba- and Monty Python sure. songs. Okay. I think I listened to a lot. Uh-huh. Did you have Monty Python sings that album? I don't know. I think I just had... For me, I got into Monty Python as... What was it? Napster was starting to be a thing. Okay. No, so it's a good time. That's a good it, time. I was downloading... 
illegal <laughs> versions of that uh-huh. and listening to like Celebrity Jeopardy. Like somebody would rip the audio from oh, yeah. Celebrity I, Jeopardy yeah, of course. and I would just listen to it over and mm-hmm. over and we would just quote Sean Connery of course. stuff. Uh, yeah. I don't really have a point with that, That's I guess. That's okay. <laughs> we both meandered. That's fine. The next one is a more recent, in terms of the album cover. Right, it's Randy uh, Newman. Simon Smith and His Amazing Dancing Bear, uh, <clears throat> as sung by Scooter and danced by Fozzie. Yes. Uh, so it says. So it's a fun song. It's a really fun one. I mm-hmm. mean, I didn't know that it was a Randy Newman song until years later. Oh, okay. Uh, Fozzie is really funny in this. I love when he gets yeah. to play just, he's just stupid mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just plain stupid. And at least in, like, <laughs> when they, like, at least I, I come from, like, UCB, it's kind of school of comedy these days, and, like, a lot of, like, stupid characters, it's like, okay, don't play just stupid, let's justify their stupidity. Right. Let's have a point of view. But at the end of the day, I just, I do really like a dumb character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just like, great, they're the dumb one. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. I mean, and he's not he's not an idiot always, but in this case, he just sounds like haplessly silly. Yeah, and his charm comes from the same place that Kermit's does, and that's passion. Yes. You know? He's just worse at what he does than, what, than Kermit. He's so bad. Yeah, yeah. But it, that's why, again, you can't not like... It, it, that's a good combination, is that it's Scooter. Now, I don't... I'm realizing... My ignorance, I don't know who voices Scooter. That actually Scooter, might also Jerry be... Jerry Joel? Oh! Is duh. that who Yeah, I think you're is? right. I think so. I or no, so. Jerry, Richard Hunt. It's Richard Hunt. Richard Hunt. Yes, thank God they have the players. Oh, on that's the back. fucking great. Yeah, that's amazing. I could have really embarrassed myself. <laughs> Nobody wait, will hear wait. the first part where I, I get it wrong. Can I nab this real quick? Yeah, because now now I'm realizing I want to just double check. Uh, as sung by Kermit's nephew Robin. Fuck you. So you don't want to actually tell me his name. I'm pretty sure that was Steve Whitmire. I don't think nobody that wants I'm, to admit that they're that Robin. <laughs> Robin Especially, is the collective crying souls of every child on this planet. <laughs> he really is. He's like a... Oh, they rejected his make-a-wish. Like, he's like yeah. a little... Oh. Multiple times. <laughs> yeah, That's my why. make-a-wish is to hang out with my Uncle Kermit. I'm busy. <laughs> oh, God. All right. <laughs> Um, oh, next one just says dialogue with Kermit and Miss Piggy. Uh, does it say that on here? Probably No, just, but that's, just... I think that's the, her, like, uh, finally getting him to let her sing a song, like, yes, stuff here, S-Y-F-F-Y-T-F, like, mm-hmm. she's like, it's like, well, like, if you don't let me, I'm gonna, like, like, S-Y-F-F-Y-T-F. And he's like, whoa, what does that mean? It's like, stuff your froggy face into the floor! That's and then right. she just, like, punches. Oh, <laughs> uh, so stupid. Did you like Miss Piggy growing up? Or do you like Miss Piggy as a character? Yeah, yeah. Although, she she might have been a bit obnoxious for me because I loved Kermit so much. And I'm like, stop bugging him. Right? You know? I didn't understand that men are stupid. And that's <laughs> like, that's just the dumb archetype they're using is that like, you often fall in love with people who are maybe not good for you. Um, yeah, so. she's, I really, I feel like she's like a necessary evil. Yeah. But I do love her. Uh-huh. I think I like her more now, but as a kid I was like, I think I just loved the violence of Miss Piggy a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I loved badass Piggy, mm-hmm. but I didn't like vain Piggy. Sure. Yeah, because uh, she saves the day a bunch. She like, always does. Like, Great Muppet Capers, she rides a motorcycle through a stained glass so window good. and then just, like, beats the crap out of everybody. <laughs> uh, all the villains. But I feel like she... I love that Charles Grodin falls in love with Miss Piggy. <laughs> like, that's only gotten funnier with age. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> She, I don't, I can't tell what this is, but it's, 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 it's a pre-existing song. It's called What Now, My Love. Yes. Okay, so that's, that's the trend. And it's her, and I think by the end, she's getting really into it. It's actually pretty funny. Mm-hmm. She sings like a very, you know, like a lovey sort of standard, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. But by the end, she's kind of scream singing it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. Uh, if we, oh, there, I'm seeing another international track coming up that is not on Ooh, the Ooh, what is it? What's it, the name? It, it, it's called... Hugga Wugga. Hugga Wugga. So great. God, all the international tracks have very weird <laughs> names. Uh, the next one says, it's a monologue by Fozzie Bear. So that's the one we talked yeah, about a yeah, little bit did, earlier. Yeah, we did, Yep. It's amazing. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's like two minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the other sketches, but it's... 
such a perfect vaudeville bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can also hear... I love that... You can hear them improvising a little bit. All right. Like, they know and trust each other enough to improvise. Which is what I also love about the Muppets in general. It's like, you can tell there's, like, a rapport. Mm-hmm. I... Anytime you can inject... Because improv doesn't play well off stage for right. the most part. Unless it's, like, very short for me, kind of like... I guess, like, whose line is it anyway? It's such a different thing. Sure. So, like, you know, editing around it. Like, even those, you know, Will Ferrell movies, mm-hmm. I feel like half of them, you know, they're very improvised. But sure. they feel like, oh, man, that would have been so much more fun to watch on set. Yep. This yep. feels a little bloated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe that's me being a comedy snob. But I don't enjoy them. I'm like, I wish I was there. Sure. I don't really want to watch... John C. Riley and Will Ferrell bidding around that much. I think maybe right. if we weren't like in comedy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I feel like there is a way to like. I bet some of it is injected in there, but like whenever I wish there was a way. I think animation and puppetry, you can do more improv because you can like cut around it and manipulate it. You're sure. not beholden to what's on screen. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Although it, it also, it's always made me think. For a while there, I thought I was going to be a puppeteer when I was like thirteen, fourteen. Oh man. Yeah. So. I built some puppets. My buddy built some puppets. And uh, the idea of improvising of improvising while doing this shit, and it's complicated, is blows my fucking mind. It's like, crazy, As much right? as, like you say, it probably is easier to cut around a puppet. Like, the idea that, the, that they were so comfortable that... And it, you always hear the stories, too, of, like, still on set. Like, the guys who did Paul F. Tompkins' show, No, You Shut Up. Like, that, those guys are all, like, they'll, they'll just... They'll just this is happening. There's nothing yeah. happening here. They're talking, but like all the action, action. Yeah, and you're just crammed under yeah. a table. It's it's a maybe a watching a monitor if you're lucky. Right, right. Even right. then, it's like, oh, so do you have to watch like a mirrored version of yourself? Yeah, your right. brain has to do so much interpreting mm-hmm. and like just math. Yeah, and to emote without being able to do more than just open mouth, open close, open close. Yeah. Lydia, oh Lydia, say have you met Lydia? Lydia, the tattooed lady. She has eyes that folks adore so, and a torso even more. So Lydia, oh Lydia, that encyclopedia, oh Lydia, the queen of tattoo. On her back is the Battle of Waterloo, beside it the wreck of the Hesperus too. And proudly above waves the red, white, and blue. You can learn a lot from Lydia. La da da, da da da, la da da, da da da. She can give you a view of the world in tattoo if you step up and tell her where. For a dime, you can see Kankakee or Paris or Washington crossing the Delaware. La da da, da da da, got next uh this says trees is the oh name so of the this song. is the wayne and wanda bit so this is also from the muppet show mm-hmm. these are like just these really whitewashed the whitewashed singing duo oh yeah okay and it would always be sam eagle presented them <laughs> like finally like something you know american or like culturally relevant or uh-huh. non-offensive and they would always start singing something really like beautiful and then would uh, that set would collapse on them That's like right. a tree would fall on them and I think you just hear that happen you just hear I think like a tree or some like wood creaking and it's like there's just a huge crash um, by the way if anybody's out there uh, who has the international version please send us some tracks tell send us what you us think some tracks. we want to know what Hugga Wugga and uh, whatever the other one is called uh, sound like we, we, we want to know this um, next is Saxon Violence with Nigel Zoot and yeah. phenomena. Uh-huh. I think it's mostly a straightforward song. Like, the bit is what? That Zoot, I think, just keeps playing, like, one note. Okay, okay. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't quite remember. Yeah, I feel bad. I listened to it once. Yeah, so it's, my... I, it's fun. Uh-huh. It's not... I, actually, I think the rest of the album just kind of peters out. Like, mm. I was surprised and a little disappointed they didn't have a wrap-up at the end. Oh, yeah, huh. Like, Good thanks point. for coming. Like, they just kind of end. Right. Uh, they, like, they stopped doing bits in between. Mm-hmm. Um, I have volume two of this, and they I just bought it recently, and I had never heard it as a kid. Mm-hmm. So the reason I brought this on was because this is the one that I heard over and over. But the second one, they actually make more of a show out of it. They oh. have actual guest stars, like celebrities of the time, doing bits on so there. So good. Yeah, so it feels like they kind of upped the ante for it. But, yeah, sax and violence, <laughs> fun pun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Uh, and then it closes out with Being Green. Oh. Which is so good. What a good song. Yeah, it's 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 hard to uh it's it's hard to beat that one. Right. Um but I for a second thought that was Paul Williams too, but I guess not Paul Williams. Is, but is it Joe Raposo? Yes indeed. Sesame Street. Oh, okay, there dude. we go. Okay. Yeah, I think makes... it was from Sesame yeah, Street. Yeah, it was, originally. you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they they also have Sesame Street albums like this for kids that I I don't know. I was like at the the last bookstore downtown uh-huh. and like rifling through their record section, and mm-hmm. I'm just like buying all these children's. They have records down there. Oh See, yeah, good god! I and I got a bunch. There's like a Monster Muppet album, Ooh. Um, but they have like Sesame Street stuff where it's like activities for kids. Okay. And like there's a board game on the foldout of the record mm-hmm. itself. Like all the art is so cool on these. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful. I picked up a couple, well, they're buried somewhere, but like, uh, they're more like the numbers with the Muppets, but I keep grabbing them hoping it'll have like a bit on it that I'm familiar with or yeah. something. My mom actually just sent me this giant pile of 45s, nice. and in it, uh, besides Basketball Jones by Cheech and Chong, <laughs> super, super offensive, but still kind of funny, uh, and something from the Blues Brothers, which is also what got nice. me thinking about that. Um she sent me a Sesame Street one. I don't know why she had the Rubber Ducky single, but she has the, the Rubber Ducky single. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. I was hoping it'd have some... That's the one thing about 45s didn't really often have cover art, although that's her handmade cover thing. Oh. It's like, but, um... <coughs> uh, we, we, Rubber Ducky and the kids. The kids, oh, which the Sesame is... Sesame Street theme Yeah, song. exactly. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck it was. I'm like, the kids? I'm oh, like, you oh, know. That's the them. kids. The kids. <laughs> My favorite band, the kids. <laughs> the, um... And I have somewhere sitting around the, uh... Rainbow Connection 45, oh, which is man. oh so good. It's a little scratched, but what was the other side? What's the other side is something better. Hope that something better comes uh, along. Yeah, so good. For, perfect fucking. That pairing. whole album is amazing. Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. the best. That's my favorite Muppet movie. I think mm-hmm. close second being Great Muppet Caper. Sure, I watch that one a lot. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people love Manhattan though. Sure. It's a, it, it, it's it's a dumb movie, but I mean it's. I mean they're I, they're good. I mean they get married at the end, right? Yeah, they do get married finally. Finally, we've been we've been jonesing for marriage. <laughs> I was a shipper from the beginning. Yeah, just like you know, just could not wait. The, the <laughs> sexual tension that. between that pig and that wondering frog. how it worked out. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> Art Carney's in that movie. I mean, that's good. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's great. Also, there's a sad Fozzie song. Oh yeah. Yep. That one. Oh, God. Nope. Nope. Going to make me cry. Never I mind. mean, have you watched the <laughs> Jim Henson's funeral? Oh, Christ. Don't even get me it's started. It's very I'm glad they didn't air that at the sad. time. I don't know what I would have done. I would have killed myself at 12. Big or Bird <laughs> saying goodbye to Kermit is oh. the saddest thing oh. I've maybe ever seen. Like, Big Bird in a tuxedo. Yeah. Yeah. Singing It's Not Easy Being Green, choking up, oh, and yeah. saying, I'm going to miss you, Kermit, at the yeah. end. Yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, that's one hell of a way to end this podcast. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to make people cry at the end. I feel like we have been leading up to that, though. Yeah. Like a we just need bit. Robin to take us out. <laughs> right before he takes himself out. Yeah. Let's keep that yeah. in mind. Hold off, Robin. We need an outro. <laughs> um... If, I always ask people at the end, if you're going to recommend, if somebody somehow doesn't know what the Muppets are, or <laughs> they maybe are just more familiar with the new movies or something, maybe there's a young person listening, why listen to this album? I think listen to this album because this is basically an audio representation of where the Muppets came from. Like, it is yeah. from the first season of The Muppet Show. Sure. So, but it still holds up. I think it's like a good, I don't know, it's just a good intro to The Muppets. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. It's a perfect snapshot. Like, uh, again, if you want to know where, you know, some of the stuff comes from for the movies, the movies, like, rework a little bit of the story. Not that the story is all that important for the Muppets. The whole point is this, you know, new adventure each time. But, you know, this is a good snapshot of what that the origins were like. That's a yeah. good point. That's a good point. All right. Let me ask you where people can find you online oh. and what they should listen to. Oh, Watch. man. Okey. Uh I'm on uh, at HeyJustin on Twitter. Okay. Uh, you can listen to Batman the Animated Podcast. You can mm-hmm. find that in iTunes, uh, which is basically just me talking about Batman the Animated Series episode by episode with mm-hmm. a friend and somebody who worked on each awesome. episode. That's fucking awesome. Uh, it's so fun. We just I just did one with Paul Dini, who's mm-hmm. the guy who, like created Harley Quinn. Oh, sweet. Really, really plugging things right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got Before You Were Funny podcast. And a cartoon. I don't know. There's stuff on Nickelodeon that I do. And, uh-huh. Uh, Friendship All-Stars. That's a stop-motion animated cartoon okay. I did. Check it out. All right. Friendshipallstars.com. 
that's it. I plugged a hundred things. That's okay. You keep you can keep going if you want. No. Uh, I live in <clears throat> Los Feliz. Okay. <laughs> yep. Visit visit Los Feliz. Um, oh, Winslow at UCB. I, I am on okay. a, a, a improv team there. Great. Now I've done everything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you've done everything except uh, we are going to be uh, putting Robin out of his misery shortly after this. We. Oh. That's kind of the reason we did this. So you you didn't really want to talk to me on the podcast? No, just... I needed another person. To curb stomp it. <laughs> curb stomp him? You want to go that brutal? He's inches I, away already. I Honestly, believe... you could flick him and he's dead. I don't know why I'm signing on for this. I love Robin so much. Yeah, Robin, if you're listening, uh, we're real sorry. This is horrifying what we've done. Um, uh, I will just very quickly, because I'm going to forget to put a promo in this like I have for several weeks. I have a charity thing coming up. October 21st, 2015, here in Burbank, called the Million McFly March. People will come dress up like Marty McFly and also donate to uh, the Parkinson's Foundation. Not the part, it's called the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's Research. Money actually goes to Parkinson's Research, and also you can celebrate a bunch of movies. And, uh, yeah, so there we go. Cool. So that's fun. Uh, <clears throat> fuck, what is wrong with me? Thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you. This and was as always, awesome. have a good thing. Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is produced by Mike Warden and is hosted and edited by Jason Klom. Our theme song was composed and performed by Richard Levinson. Please visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, read our blogs, read our tweets, watch our videos, and read our books. Please subscribe on iTunes, and if you like us, give us a five-star rating and a nice review. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Comedy on Vinyl, Twitter at Comedy on Vinyl, and find everything else at ComedyOnVinyl.com. I listen to other podcasts that sound like this. Today on the Pistache Cast, we're going to be talking about the pistachio's closest cousin, the mango. When you could be listening to this. Do you think there's ever been a moment on this show where one of them accidentally reveals there's a body in his trunk? <laughs> like, he's just so enthused to talk about cars. Like, it's an amazing car. Like, I've hid 12 bodies in there. There's you you can dig them down. You can take them down to the pier. No one will even know. Listen to the Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour podcast every Monday at www.danandjay.com. Halfway down the stairs is a stair where I sit. There isn't any other stair quite. Hey, Mr. Baseman, you got that certain something. Hey, Mr. Baseman, you said that music something. To you, it's easy. When you go one, two, three, ba 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 ba. You mean ba 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 Hey, Mr. Bassman, you're the hidden king of rock and roll. Ba 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 ba. No, no, ba 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 ba. Oh, well, it don't mean a thing when the leader's singing or when he goes, I, 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 he, I, I, I. Hey, Mr. Bassman, I'm asking just one thing. Will you please teach me? Yeah, the way you sing, cause Mr. Bassman, I wanna be a bassman too. Ba 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 ba. Like this, ba 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 ba.